Welcome to the Emergency Management Network Podcast. Emergency Management's trusted voice, sponsored by Disaster Tech, the Natural Disaster and Emergency Management Expo, and Titan HST. I read a story about an economic recession that turned into a complete collapse of society. As interesting as the story it was, I'm not sure that the total failure would be the case. However, it looks like a page out of the book in many parts of California. The story follows a young man who had an excellent job in IT, had a condo outside of Washington, D.C., and was living the American dream. As the economy worsened, he lost his job, his house, his car, and the story's hero was quickly living on the streets and had to learn how to live without a home. In the story, society fell apart. Social services, law enforcement, and other government services were discontinued because no one was left to pay the taxes. Why am I sharing this story? Well, today, we are looking at real unemployment numbers for men that are struggling in the workplace. One in three American men with only a high school diploma, as 10 million men, is now out of the labor force. That's the most significant drop in employment is among men aged 25 to 34. According to a think tank researcher, Richard Rees, his new book of Boys and Men, males are much more likely to feel social excluded, less likely to thrive after divorce if they don't remarry, and at times, girls outperform boys in most academic disciplines, rapidly closing the gap in which those boys led. And not just in schools, but also in universities across the Western world. In the United States, 57% of bachelor degrees are now going to women. This means that men between the ages of 25 and 34 are now more likely to be employed at minimum wage jobs. Declining wages have put housing out of reach for many workers, and in every state, more than minimum wage is required to afford one or two bedroom apartments at the fair market rent. In the median state, the minimum wage worker would have to work 89 hours a week to afford a two-bedroom apartment at 30% of their income, which is the federal definition of affordable housing. Thus, inadequate income levels make people homeless. 61% of homeless people are men. That number of unsheltered men went up 7% by 2018 and 2019. The number of men experiencing homelessness rose by 5% between 2018 and 2019. 90% of homeless veterans in 2019 were male. The homeless rate in California is rising, and people are calling for the governor to declare a state of emergency to address the issue. The time for half measures has passed. We have seen the numbers of homeless growing in most cities in California. The health concerns in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Bay Area, Sacramento, San Diego threaten public health and safety. There's even been an increase in TB, hepatitis, and flesh-eating bacteria. In 2018, Gavin Newsom ran for California governor on a platform that he would fix the growing homeless issue. Winning the election was 62% of the vote. He had a mandate and political capital to make radical changes. He promised 3.5 million new units. He stated that he would appoint a homeless czar focusing on rapid rehousing. In August 2022, Newsom announced that he would not nominate a homeless czar unless housing will be built this year than any other year in the past decade. The crisis is worsening. The number of people without homes is increasing. The violence 
both by and against them, has risen by 30 and 37 percent. In June 2022, no relief was on site, and Newsom let a package of housing reform measures die. California needs leadership to resolve this crisis. It'll take some willing, and it'll take bold and decisive actions. And Newsom can still impact, starting with declaring a state of emergency. This allows the governor to waive regulations blocking and preventing creation of temporary shelters. The declaration will open California for federal relief money as well. It also gives them the ability to spend state emergency funds. In general, I'm not for using the powers of the governor's office just because he can. We all have witnessed the powers that were misused during COVID, closing some businesses and letting others stay open. It was confusing and it led to mistrust of the office. California's constitution does recognize state's responsibility to mitigate the effect of natural, man-made, or war-caused emergencies as a result in conditions of disaster and extreme peril to life, property, and resources of the state, and in general, to protect the health and safety and preserve the lives and property of the people of the state. Homelessness has killed more people than natural disasters in California. Ten times more people will die in LA streets in 2019 than died at the deadly 2018 forest fires. And over the three years, more people will die on the streets of Los Angeles than in San Francisco's 1906 earthquake. In Los Angeles and San Francisco, many residents are afraid to leave their homes simply to walk past homeless encampments. Homelessness has become a human rights crisis. Last year, the United Nations Special Report on Human Rights condemned California's response to homelessness as cruel and inhumane. People have asked city council members and police chiefs across the state why they allow homeless people to camp on the street. In 2018, Orange County's decision to remove hundreds of homeless people from encampments along the Santa Ana River was stopped by U.S. District Court Judge David Carter. He demanded that Orange County officials, cities, and homeless advocates collaborate to find shelter for hundreds of people living in the camps. As a Parks Commissioner, I worked with the First Day Foundation. They provided temporary shelter and helped people transition to permanent shelter solutions. The law is clear on how cities address homeless crisis. As no temporary or permanent shelter is available to homeless people, in many circumstances, it is illegal to keep them from sleeping outdoors, even when doing so poses a threat to themselves and to others. Human waste, drug paraphernalia, and violence are rampant in the areas of Los Angeles' Skid Row. As a result, LA alone wastes roughly $40 million per year to clean up human waste, only for it to last for a few hours. The voters in California have gone to the polls and have made it clear that addressing homelessness crisis is a priority. The question that needs to be addressed is, what has the state done with the tax money that has been approved and levied? Taxpayers have paid money, but the problem has only worsened over the last three years. The governor should rapidly create temporary shelters for all 90,000 unsheltered homeless people in California and require them to use it. It sounds harsh, considering that it is precisely what the governor's top homeless advisor, Sacramento Mayor Daryl Steinberg, recommends. Steinberg says the right to shelter must be paired with the obligation to use it. The same contract should be in place for drug treatment. Drug treatment should be an alternative to prison, but if people opt out against drug treatment, they should not allow it to be 
threatening public safety and health and violating the laws living on the street. He continues saying, living on the street should not be considered a civil right. California is the fifth largest economy in the world and has the most billionaires in any state, including New York. New York spent $1.6 billion to shelter 75,000 homeless. California should be able to shelter 90,000 for $2 billion. Most of that money is already available, but has been tied up in government bureaucracy. The main reason for the governor to act on to end homelessness is for public safety and moral reasons. But a state of emergency will save taxpayers money by allowing the governor to waive unnecessary regulations and fees and bring down construction costs. In a state of emergency would allow the governor to cut through the red tape that local governments can't. LA City's council and the mayor declared a state of emergency four years ago, and San Francisco did the same three years ago. But it made no difference. The paralysis is in the system says longtime housing advocates. Breaking the paralysis requires executive state level, which is why mayors implore that the governor act. For two years, Berkeley's mayor and city council have urged the governor to declare a state of emergency in housing and homelessness. Sacramento's mayor urged more decisive action by the governor. I know that I'll take some heat on taking this position. I'm a self-declared classical liberal, and I am open to accepting criticism for advocating for Newsom to declare a state of emergency. We can rapidly build new housing. I've seen solutions on the market. A friend of mine works for a company called Pallet, which provides shelters, and others can be used as well. Elon Musk has invested in a company called Boxable. The solutions are out there. The second half of the equation is enforcing social contract on drug treatment. We know that people may sue over these decisions. However, Californians are at a breaking point and are urging decisive action. Any lawsuit filed would likely resolve after a significant amount of permanent and temporary construction has been started or even finished. Now is not the time for the governor who wants to be liked by everybody. Now is time for a governor who will kick down doors and make some enemies. Now is the time for a governor who will do what it takes to protect public safety, public health, and human dignity. If the current governor is unable or unwilling to do so, well, then the people of California should elect somebody who can. Thank you for joining us today at the Emergency Management Network. And if you like what we heard, please give us five stars. And also join us over at the Substack at Emergency Management Network. Until next time, everybody, stay safe and stay hydrated.